fine Cause you're an asshole tonight All right, jabronis, we're back. Welcome back to the Libretti Podcast Diary Show. I'm your host, Libretti. Hope everyone had a good week. I had a nice busy one this week, and I got two more coming up again in New York. Uh, that's where I've been the past uh, the past seven days and continuing on. Um, so a lot of interesting shit going on in there lately, and I'll talk about that you know, some other time. Real quick, I just want to give... Um, so as some of you know, we did a little bit of like an LPDS treasure hunt on Instagram and Facebook earlier this week. It was kind of an impromptu ad hoc kind of how you doing, where I posted a photograph of a specific location um, from a movie, gave a, a clue, and first person to guess, I told them their prize would be a shout out on the show, on the next episode. Um, so the photograph was of Trinity Church from the movie National Treasure, which is a Cage classic. Uh, so obvious, obvious reasons why, you know, I... I put that one up there for the first little treasure hunt. How you doing? But the first person who got it, um, this obviously this excludes uh, my my brothers who uh, guessed it when I sent when I texted it to them individually the night before. They got it right off the bat. I knew they would. But the first person to guess it publicly uh, was on Instagram almost instantly as soon as I uh, I posted the photo, and that was uh, Phil the Wet Cat Remy. So Phil, congratulations you get the big time shout out here on the Libretti Podcast Diary Show. I know it's exciting stuff, but uh, thanks for, uh, for chiming in. Phil's up there in Syracuse doing good things for the air traffic control community. Hopefully they see his talent and bring him back to the fold of society to like, you know, New York, D.C. area one of these days so we can hang out again. But uh, Phil Remy, congratulations. Uh, We'll hopefully be able to do more of these in the future as I find more little uh, Easter eggs out there in society to post for you guys. And uh, maybe one day the prizes will be something else like a t-shirt or anything other than a fucking shout out uh, because that's not doing anybody any good when you're only getting like 40 people listening. So, but congratulations, Phil. Um, and stand by for, you know, future treasure hunts. Uh, but Wore a different shirt today. I mean, it's it's still a sleeveless. It's it's one you've seen before, but uh, hopefully we'll minimize the nip slips on this episode. Uh, you know, it's a family show, so we want to minimize that. I uh, don't want to don't want to make it X-rated. So, um, a lot going on this week. TikTok is getting banned. Stupidity continues to flourish due to the China virus response. We'll discuss the Brolins, debate the Brolins, and then, of course, you know, we got, we got cage conversation. So why don't we just kick it off right there? We'll step into the cage, shall we? Okay, let's run. All right. Put my sponsor notes on the computer today because I left my notebook in the, uh, in the hotel. So today's cage fact is sponsored by Marv's Glue Gloves. Having a hard time making money due to China virus? Don't worry, because with Marv's Glue Gloves, come holiday season, you'll be snagging coins in one fell swoop in no time. The patented SBG sticky material on the gloves allows for maximum stickage when you dip your hand in that Salvation Army can come Christmas time. So what are you waiting for? Order a pair of Marv's today and get out of there to swipe some charity money now. 
visit www.stickybandits.com and use promo code Harry to get 6% off your first pair. Marv's glue gloves. Marv's glue gloves. Say that 10 times fast. I'm talking to myself. I don't even know who, who, who am I talking to? Who am I saying that to? Ready, idiot, losing your mind here. Anyway, get yourself a pair, 6.6%. Good discount. Just go steal from, the, steal from the poor to give to yourself. All right, today's cage fact. Nick Cage, as you know, has an incredible ability to make both amazing and shitty movies. Now, I know I'm biased, I'm pro-Cage, so even his shitty movies are good to me, but I can admit that he has some pretty shitty movies out there. Um, but speaking of that uncanny ability to, to create both art and crap, the movie Deadfall that he came out with was rated 0% by Rotten Tomatoes. Conversely... I don't know if that's the right word. Conversely, he made a movie called Red Rock West, which was rated 95% on Rotten Tomatoes. Now, here's the kicker, folks. This is not just a boring comment of rating his movies by Rotten Tomatoes. The kicker is both of these movies came out in the same year. So in the, in the span of 365 days, Nick Cage managed to put out the worst movie of the year, 0%. Zero. Zero, not, not three, zero. And then in the same year, post a movie that's 95%. So worst to first in the same year. Nobody else is doing that, folks. Nobody, I promise you. It's an incredible skill set to have and I don't think enough people appreciate it. And I'm getting a little hot and bothered, bothered about it. What is bothered? Jesus, Libretti. We're five minutes in and you can't even get it together. But anyway, let's move on. Good cage fact. Let's, let's move on, though. All right. Last week's or this previous week's LPDS poll, the question was, which Brolin is best? Thanos Brolin or Brand Brolin? So basically, you know, what, what character, you know, what was the better Brolin character or the better Brolin performance, however you wanted to take it. Um, so let's dig into it. Uh, let's go, let's go character first, you know, character wise first. Okay. So Thanos, super villain, super shredded, super huge, super wise, you know, kind of dude. Super psychotic, though. Really a, really a psychopath. Uh, we'll talk about that in a little bit here, but uh, let's, let's keep going. He's got incredible depth to him as a bad guy. And he's not just, I want to control the world with no, nothing else. That, you know, he's got, he's got a lot of depth to him. His motivations are not steeped in absolute power like most bad guys end up being. You know, they want... They get a taste of the good life. They get a taste of that power and authority, and, and it takes over, and that's what they want. They're, they're bloodthirsty for it. Um, that's, not, that's not the case with him, with Thanos. He, 
he just wants balance in the universe. His world got destroyed, Titan or whatever it was called, it was destroyed basically because of what he described as an, an imbalance. There wasn't enough uh, resources to support the, the folks there, the citizens. I don't know if they're people or what, but uh, it, it ended up you know, leading to their demise. And he's trying to prevent that for the rest of the universe, the greater good. Um, which, again, his, his motivations are he, it follows us a, a moral code which you have to appreciate a little bit, especially since he's a villain, he's a bad guy. Um, you don't normally see that. So he wants the greater good for the galaxy, for the universe, multiple galaxies in the universe. But anyway, um, the problem with that is, with his particular plan, is that he wants to kill half the people in the entire universe, all the beings, people, aliens, everything, half. Like that, with a snap of the finger. That was, that was not intentional, Jabronis. That was an accident. But I do realize now that he does do it with a snap of the finger once he has the, the of glove, the Marv's glue glove on uh, with all the stones on it. So uh, I guess it worked out nicely. But I, I, I can't take credit for that. That was an accident. I apologize. But also, I do take credit for that. So anyway, with the snap of a finger, he wants to wipe out half of the the living beings of the planet of the universe to restore balance so that the greater good of the 50 percent that do survive can live on prosperously and not and not get wiped out like like titan did to him now think about that in order to to keep prosperity and happiness in the universe he wants to kill half of them, half of everybody. That's nuts. Not to mention, he doesn't have a plan or like a selection process of who he's going to kill, what 50% of the population he's going to wipe out in each planet and entity across the, the galaxy or the universe or what have you. He's just killing 50, splitting them down the middle, Doing the snap, how you doing, and they're gone. 50% gone. So there's no, like, it's not like bad guys only. You know, prisoners, murderers, rapers, politicians, corrupt, corrupt types, they all get wiped out. There's no hierarchy. It's just 50% gone. You know, this guy's a thousand years old. He's supposed to be super wise, and he doesn't even consider that that piece of the puzzle. What if all the bad guys were the only ones to survive? Snaps the finger on Earth. Let's let's do Earth scenario here. Snaps the finger. Fifty percent die. The only ones are left. Bad guys, prisoners, murderers, Clintons. Epstein's, any of the guests on Chris Hansen's The Catch a Predator show, all the elites, they're all alive. Now the country, the world is only bad people. Going to be very difficult to restore order and continue prosperously 
when you when your entire universe is filled with bad people only. So let's just consider that Thanos before you before you snap the finger. Another thing, he's been around for a thousand years. A thousand guys. That's an office reference. Disregard that. I'll maybe I'll put the clip up here for you. Well, I captivated the guy who captivated a thousand guys. Can you believe that? A thousand guys. But he's been around for a thousand years. He's got all this wisdom and knowledge and experience. Yet his only plan, what he feels is the only way ahead to solve this problem is to kill half the people, half the beings in the universe. That's it. There's no other way. Really, Thanos? I'm an idiot and I can figure out a couple different potential ways to, to try out, at least, to see what would work. You've been around a thousand years. You didn't trial and error things? At least Chris Pratt's dad in Guardians of the Galaxy 2 was trial and error. I mean, he was dealing with bodies, but he was out there spreading his seed, trying to find the one to help him grow his empire. Maybe a bad example, but whatever. I'm not, I'm not as into the Marvel saga as some of you guys are, so whatever. But you get my point. There's got to be a different way. Didn't think about that, though. Or I guess he, he was so blinded by this being the only way that he refused to think about it because he's an otherwise smart individual, Thanos is. But I just want you know, to remind you that you had a thousand years to figure this out. But anyway. All right, so one other big thing about Thanos is that all this destruction of the universe for the greater good and his diabolical plan and collecting the stones on the Marv glove and all this other stuff, killing off everybody, killing the superheroes, everybody. He ends up dying at the end. He loses. Could you imagine? Centuries of planning and killing and stone collecting. Hauled down the drain, flushed down the drain, killed by the dude playing a dude disguised as another dude. That's it's kind of sad to me. A thousand years right down the tubes for nothing. That poor bastard. Let's move on to Brand. Goonies brand. Now, I realize not a lot of people these days understand or realize who that even is because the Goonies is an older, is an older film. I think it was the 80s probably that it came out. Definitely the 80s. It looks like an 80s picture. Uh, but Goonies, if you haven't watched it this week in preparation for the poll, you're an idiot. But you still have time to redeem yourself. Go watch it. It's an incredible cult classic. Uh, all the big timers are in it. Josh Brolin, Rudy, Chunk, Sloth, the Fratellis, they're all in it. It's great. It's a great film. Go check it out for, for no other reason than just to be entertained by, by an old cult classic film. 
but Josh Brolin is in and he plays Brand, short for Brandon Welsh. It's a real name. It's not a stupid name. It's just they just shorten it because they're stupid in the movie. Whatever. Brand is also shredded. Not as much as Thanos, but he's also shredded. Um, and he's also played by Josh Brolin. Those are probably the only two things that either character, both characters have in common. Otherwise, they divert heavily, um, as you can tell, just based on the pictures that I posted on the poll. Uh, they're different. So, Bran, he's a good guy. He's not a villain with a good moral code. He is a good guy with a steadily good moral code. And he's also a human. He's not a titan. So that's also a difference. But he's a good human being, good, solid moral compass. He's a typical, like, older brother type from any 80s movie. Any 80s movie. There we go. I can't seem to figure out why he's bullied by that limp dick Richie Rich Troy, who's like a polo player or whatever the hell he is. Brand's a meathead. He's big. He's into fitness and working out. He's shredded. He could, he could toss that Troy weenie right out of his stupid car down the hill with no problem. So I don't understand why, just because that guy's rich, he is able to bully this, this dude, this brand fella, with no repercussions whatsoever. It was a little weird to me. But otherwise, Brand is a normal meathead type older brother 80s character good guy um he does he doesn't have a lot of depth to him he's not like thanos where he's intellectually sound and wise and thinks through most things uh, he's a very simple meathead type um he gets tricked by his brother mikey and the goonies several times throughout the movie the first time being when they tied him up with his own fitness equipment which was a little bit embarrassing uh, didn't see that one coming for whatever reason. Um, and then they escape to go find the treasure. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna explain the whole movie. You gotta go watch it yourselves, but they go on a treasure hunt. Um so then he finally get he breaks free and then he takes off riding a girl's bike. They down the street, he gets bullied by Troy. Troy pushes him down a cliff. He luckily survives. I mean, that's something that kind of just gets passed up. The fact that he was, uh, it was attempted murder by Troy, that weenie. Yet Brand seems, seems to find a way to survive because he's, you know, he's a big, strong guy. He, he made it through. So they, he ends up at the, the, what do you call it? The how you doing? The lounge there. What the hell is that lounge called? Damn it. Uh, the Lighthouse Lounge. That's it. Lighthouse Lounge. Um, that's owned by the Fratellis. They're the mob team. Watch the movie. I'm not explaining it. Um, again, he gets tricked there by the Goonies, by Mikey and friends, when he is flirting with his crush, Andy. She's a chick. Uh, he's flirting with her. They sneak off again on him. And all he's trying to do, he's, he's just trying to babysit and, and watch them and keep them safe. And he keeps getting tricked and manipulated and honeypotted and they get away. So he doesn't, you know, he's not the dynamic character that Thanos was, where Thanos had, you know, he had control of the situation for pretty much most of the saga that he was a part of, both movies of the Avengers, Endgame, Infinity Wars. 
or vice versa, whatever. Um, Brand doesn't have it all together in that regard, but his intentions are pure. He's trying to be a good brother. You know, he's got a heart of gold the entire time. At, you know, through it all, heart of gold, buns of steel, brain's a little bit of mush, but otherwise uh, a good character. And what's key here, and now we're going to, I'll stop real quick. We're going to switch from character discussion to Brolin acting abilities. Now, we'll talk Thanos real quick, and then I'll, I'll go back to, I'll go back to Bran. Brolin wasn't physically doing much for Thanos as far as physically acting and seeing Brolin. He did a lot of, I think he did a lot of green screen work, uh, but it wasn't Brolin that you were seeing. You were seeing this green screen makeup, uh, computerized animal in Thanos. So it was Brolin's voice and, um, and his talent in that regard. Uh, And while you might think, oh, well, then it's easier to play that character because it wasn't even Brolin doing it. Um, I think the opposite. I think it takes a lot more skill and experience and, and chops, chutzpah, scruples, if you will, to be able to do that in such a, in such a, uh, a fantastic way because Thanos, you know, he's one of the all-time great bad guys now. He's up there with the Joker, Darth Vader, Jeff Epstein. Uh, he's up there, so... I think it takes an incredible skill set and it just speaks to Brolin's ability so much that he was able to do that in such a, in such an effective way. Now, Bran, on the other hand, agnostic of any other information you have, that performance was really good. A young kid playing a high school dude. Um, and it was a, there was, there was no indication that this was a hack or a B rated actor of any kind. The key here though, is that that was Brolin's first role. His first major role in a movie, and that was it. It was a big role. I think he nailed it. So the question now is which Brolin is best? If we're talking character-wise, I think that's a no-brainer, Thanos. But if we're talking performance-wise, yes, we can say Brolin Thanos is better because that's years and years and years of Brolin just fine-tuning his skills, just becoming the best at what he does. Bran, on the other hand, that's first out of the gate for Brolin, and he nailed it. So I think as far as Brolin skill set and performance with no other with no other experience whatsoever he nailed brand's role and i think i would go with i would edge brand over thanos in that discussion piece itself that question itself so it's a tough one for me um i'm kind of split 50-50 on which brolin really is best characterized no no doubt thanos but then i go with brand as far as uh brolin's uh performance because he crushed it and he had no experience whatsoever he was just walking right off the couch nailed it the fans you guys overwhelmingly voted for thanos under which brolin is best and i'm curious i wish 
more of you uh, commented and put your feedback as to why you thought so, because uh, I'm curious to see whether you went character-based or Brolin-based, Brolin performance-based. Uh, but you guys voted 75% Thanos to 25% Brand, uh, which uh, I expected. Um, it, it makes sense overall, I think. Uh, I still, I, I personally believe my bias and nostalgia uh, puts me with uh, siding with Brand on Brolin performance, though. So. Uh, thanks for that. Good poll question. Uh, thanks for submitting that. Um, I got no poll question or anything for next week. Uh, I should be doing uh, another guest spot with my brother at a different facility, a different studio next week. So um, well, maybe we'll talk to Gots. So we'll come up with a different poll question or whatever for, net, for that. But uh, I got nothing for this week. So um, sorry. I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. I, I, you know, I got to work a full-time job too. I got loans to pay. Thanks a lot. Every riddle. All right, let's move on to uh jabroni junction. Let's uh, twirl the, uh, twirl the title up there. All right. So as mentioned earlier, a lot of shit, a lot of stupid shit going on in the world this week. Uh, right off the bat, TikTok, as mentioned last week was, you know, discussions were about, you know, banning TikTok. Well, now it's official. Um, unless a U.S. company purchases TikTok by September 15th, it will be banned from the United States as it is owned by communist China currently. Um, there's not much for me to say here, really, other than, you know, good riddance to bad rubbish. It's an app owned by the Chinese communist government. Stealing data and information from millions of Americans. Okay, it's a no-brainer. Why, why would you want that in your country with people them collecting on you? And, and you can make the argument, oh, well, it's not owned by Chinese government. It's owned by a company that's owned by and run by the Chinese government. So it's not, it's owned by the Chinese government. Look at their rules. Look at how they conduct business. Look exactly how it's all the chain of command leads back to the Chinese government and they're calling the shots. They're collecting on us. Okay. You know, Andrew Schultz just did. I'm pissed because he always beats me to it. He's so good. Damn it, Andrew. He just posted a video uh, Saturday, his monologue going about, you know, going, going into the details of TikTok and all the ins and outs of them. So, you know, even, even China, Banned it from their own country. They have their own version of TikTok for China only, and then they have everybody else's version. Probably because they know the other version, they're collecting data on us. They're gathering intel on everybody in America and all over the world that everybody else that uses it. Meanwhile, all the media hacks are defending now TikTok and subsequently China. <laughs> how is that? How? Uh, there's no explanation for that. Why are you now defending the government that gave us China virus, stealing our data? Now you're defending them. It's disgusting. It's not as disgusting as them staying completely silent on the whole Ghislaine Maxwell, Epstein, sex pedal island, elite sex trafficking, child raper, sex criminal thing. It's still, it's still pretty embarrassing, though. 
And if you thought I wasn't going to talk about Sex Petal Island and bring that up again as a, as a weekly reminder that our country is being run and our media is being run by child sex criminals, then think again, because I'm always going to bring it up. Sorry, if you don't like it, unfollow me, whatever. I have 12 total friends. It's not like I'm going to be uh, uh, hurting for followership or anything. You're not hurting my brand much. I got no brand. But anyway, speaking of stupidity, let's talk about COVID China virus stupidity again. I don't know why we're month 15 on this damn thing and, and the stupidity just continues and continues to reign supreme in this country, uh, probably other countries too, but mainly here in America. Um, so China virus responses continue to take a steep downward spiral. You got COVID checkpoints here in New York City now where the leadership and the cops have to stop random checkpoints on tunnels and bridges and train stations and ferry stations, ferry ports. How you doing? Uh, to do what? I don't, know what? I don't know what they're doing there. I don't know if they're kicking people out of the state or the city or if they're reminding people that they got a quarantine. Or I don't know what the point of it is, but this is now a response maneuver. They're moving police officers to go do this, but they're not allowed to go police crime and violence as the murders and violence and, and overall crime has shot up like 50% in the last couple of months in New York City alone. Um, they're not allowed to go fight crime and be police. They're going to go knock on car windows and stop people at the bridges and ask them if they are uh, sick. So good work. I'm sure that'll, that'll go over well in the city with everybody trying to get to work in there. That won't create traffic jams and chaos or mayhem of any kind whatsoever. But it's all in the name of safety, right? Okay. Uh, before I get too political, let's just move on. Speaking of stupid, more, what is it, idiocy, stupidity? Yeah, let's just go with that. Nashville has a 10 p.m. curfew. And I think other, other states and places have this curfew, but we'll get into it. So Nashville has a 10 p.m. curfew for restaurants and bars to be open uh, because, you know, the virus stops. Uh, it's only spreads at 10 p.m. or later, super, super fast. Um, but, yeah, 10 p.m. So normally, you know, I, I don't care too much about this one because I don't go out past 10. I'm a loser. I also don't like drunks late at night uh, roaming the streets and bothering me oh, well, if I'm out there at all. So whatever. It's, it, doesn't, it doesn't affect me at all. Um, but what is interesting to note in Nashville specifically, I don't know about anywhere else, but they're allowing strip clubs to stay open all night. Now, again, separately, you all know how I feel about strip clubs, special interest establishments, SIEs. I have zero problem with strip clubs staying open so that I can continue going out and spending all my student loan debt on hardworking uh, ladies, women, uh, individuals, whatever politically correct term they're called these days. So I have no problem with that. Now you put these two together in the same city, these two rules, you got a 10 p.m. curfew for restaurants and bars 
all night booty dancing, motorboating, lap dancing, ass grabbing, strip clubs open all night long on the other end. These rules, these directly contradict each other. I'm, so I'm just, I'm, I'm pointing out the stupidity of the restrictions going on in that particular city. Not the mutually exclusive uh, situations we got going on where there's a curfew for safety and then there's open strip clubs for hardworking, uh, you know, single mothers. I agree with both of them separately, exclusively, but together in the same city, I have to, you have to identify the ridiculousness of that situation going on over there. Um, and without getting political, uh, those idiots over there in Nashville need to figure it out. All right. But, you know, at the same time, while they're still doing it, go support your local ladies if you can. Uh, they earn it. They, they deserve it. Um, so do what you got to do. All right. Final stupid sighting of the week that I'll, uh, I'll actually mention. Um, I'm going to pop up this photo here on the screen. Now, this photo was taken in a facilities cafeteria. It's a, uh, um, oh, an employee cafeteria for them to grab uh, food and stuff there. So if you looked at this photograph and your first thought was, well, this makes complete sense to protect against COVID. If that was your first thought, then you're a beta bitch boy idiot and I don't want you listening or watching my, sh my program anymore. Okay? There's only room for one idiot on this show and that's me. I don't want anybody else being an idiot following or paying attention to this program. So if you think that what's going on in this photo is for health and wellness and to prevent China virus, you're an idiot. Take a hike. Now, for all those in podcast line, let me describe, set the scene here. You have a basket of fruit, specifically bananas, oranges, and apples. And each piece of fruit in this basket is wrapped in saran wrap. Plastic wrap on bananas and oranges. Like, what? Like, they're already wrapped. Bananas and oranges already have natural wrapping on them. You ninkum fucking poops. Sorry, Terrence Family Show. Damn it. They already have natural wrappers. They have peels, orange peels, banana peels that you peel off and then you don't eat those peels those wrappers, those skins, you toss them. You only eat the fruit inside that's been protected by these natural protective wrappers. Okay, so now not only are the people wrapping them or, or mandating these get wrapped or being stupid by doing so, now they're just adding more plastic to our trash, to our pollution, to our oceans being despicable bastards. How dare you? Do you not even care about the turtles at all? And I don't want to hear from 
you morons out there that are going to be like, oh, but the apples are wrapped and you eat the skin of an apple. So it's protecting you from that. It's protecting you from when you eat the, the apple skin. It won't be on the skin anymore. First of all, for that point, first counterpoint is if you're not washing your fruit, hit the mic, sorry guys. If you're not washing your fruit before you eat it, you're an idiot. Again, get off my show. Okay? Skin or no skin, wash your fruit after you purchase it. That's like one of the number one most obvious rules of buying fruit and vegetable and fresh vegetables is you wash them before you eat them, no matter what. So if you're not doing that, you deserve any germs and crap that you're going to get when you eat that dirty piece of fruit, you dirty son of a bitch. Okay? Second counterpoint, that saran wrap plastic is protecting the apple. Only the apple. It's not protecting you. Well, what do you mean? You're going to eat the apple. It doesn't have COVID on it. You're grabbing the saran wrapped apple. With your hands, you're touching the saran wrap. Now, that saran wrap is a Petri dish of germs and, and spittle and droplets and crap and shit and whatever else is going on in the dirty cafeteria or grocery store or what have you. So now you're grabbing that, you're putting it in your cart, you're not washing your hands immediately after you touch that, right? You're touching your phone, you're touching your face, you're touching your ass, you're touching your phone again, you're touching everything before you wash your hands. So now whatever was on that saran wrap is now on everything about you. It's the latex gloves theory, folks. Okay, if you wear the gloves and then you touch everything that's important to you and touch your face with the dirty gloves, you're still dirty. I don't know how many times we had to explain this on this program, but this is not the way to be safe and clean and protect yourself. Okay, the saran wrap and the gloves, they're one and the same of stupidity levels. Okay. Even if you did. Take the apple, put it in the cart, hand sanitize, go about your business all quote-unquote clean. You're still, you're going to take that apple when you get home or when it's time to eat, you're going to take it out of the saran wrap and then you're going to eat it. So you just touch the saran wrap again and then touch the apple. And if you think that the saran wrap is protecting you, then I know you're not washing the apple because you think, oh, the saran wrap took care of it for me. So it's defeating the purpose completely because you're a moron and the person who mandated the plastic wrap on individual fruits is also a moron. So now you tell me, you brainless, dickless simps, is the saran wrap really helping? Or are we just continuing the spiral downward down the IQ charts to utter stupidity. I'll wait. Actually, I won't wait. I, ha I have other shit to do. We're going to cut it here. I'm not waiting for you to figure this one out and your stupid brains. 
The answer is no. It does not help one bit. I'll answer it for you. There you go. You're welcome. All right. We're going to cut it here, though. I got to go take care of a lot of, a lot of stuff to, before I get back to the city, to the checkpoints. I'll let you know how that goes. Thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed. Uh, next week again, um, I don't know if there will be a Stugatz. Maybe I'll throw in a last-minute poll question. I got to figure that out. Uh, but it should be a guest appearance with, uh, with my brother again, Nick Labretti. It'll be at his studio, I believe. Um, so that'll be a cool little different experience. He's got way better technology than I do because it's actually part of his job to do this stuff. Um, so hopefully we'll get some good audio, better video, won't get cut out as much. Um, Unfortunately, with better video comes a better quality uh, vision of my ugly mug and my fat schnoz. So uh, if you don't like that, too bad. Uh, but again, uh, look forward to that. Thanks again for listening. Thanks for your input on the poll questions. Thanks for your feedback constantly. I love the feedback. I love the jokes. I love when you shit talk me, when you make jokes at my expense. It's super funny. It creates a good material for the next episodes. Uh, so keep that coming. Um, you can email it to uh, librettipodcastdiary at gmail.com. You can hit the comments on YouTube, Spotify, Apple, uh, Anchor. Uh, I think YouTube's got comments open. Um, that's all Libretti Podcast Diary Show on all those platforms. You can go to the Instagram page at LPD underscore show. Uh, that's where I post the actual voting for the poll questions, um, post updates that related to other episodes, clips from episodes. Maybe I'll start a blooper reel. Um, please follow the Instagram page. That's where you're going to get all the good, the good content and shit from. And you can leave all your good comments and, and all that crap. All this. So uh, follow all that stuff. Tell everybody. Uh, and um, I hope you had a good rest of the weekend. And, you know, stay strong. And I was talking to your mother. Jeff. Yeah.